Hello, welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Hello, Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Aquil Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner, Parenting Coach, and Chief Encouragement Officer, your CEO. So excited to bring you another special episode. And I thought I would do a last special holiday bonus for you as we wrap up 2021. I cannot believe how this year has just flown by. And um, it's been such a rich one as we are coming more fully out of the pandemic. And I'm just so delighted to, uh, to have another bonus episode to wrap up the season for you. So I'm delighted to have Chef Karen Ann with us today, who I got to meet at Awo Center one of their events that they put on celebrating women authors who are doing amazing things as they change the world in their unique way. And I was so excited to see, get a first look at her book, her tea collections book, which I can't wait for her to share more about with us. And I thought it would uh, would be a wonderful time to connect with her and share some holiday tips as you, you know, as busy moms, we are preparing for the holidays. And, you know, this time last year, many of us were sheltered in and doing a a very simple, very private holiday, you know, given all that was going on. And so, and, you know, we can't take for granted that some are still in that mode, depending on where you are in the country or where you are in the world. And so I do uh, have an episode that I recorded last year at this time, episode 14, that has some great tips for how to you know, have a, a smaller social distanced uh, holiday. But many of us are excited to be able to perhaps even travel and connect with more family and friends. And so I wanted to bring Chef Karen on to tell us a little bit more and give us some more tips around that. Let me say hello. Introduce Chef Karen Ann Murray. Excuse hello. me. Hello. <laughs> so hello. glad Happy you're holidays. Here. Yes, same to you, same to you. And to tell our listeners a little bit about you, 2021 marks 35 years since Karen completed her chef training in Birmingham, England, and began working as a chef. Named after her mom and dad, Edison and Melrose is her brick and mortar location that specializes in tea time creations and the manufacturing of Karen Ann's granola. Born and raised in England to Jamaican parents, Karen now lives with her family in California. In celebration of her business's 20th anniversary in 2021, Karen released the cookbook Tea Table, inspiring tea time creations from California's Central Coast. And this is quite a dainty book that makes a beautiful gift for those who love tea or would like to have more tea time enjoyment in their lives. 
And so we are excited to be able to to talk and share more about that. And the book has a wonderful celebration of California casual style of tea time that she shares with her readers and some gorgeous pictures showcasing just breathtaking California coastlines and includes 22 easy recipes for you to create and add to your repertoire. No matter where you are in the world, Karen hopes that you'll sit back and relax with a tea in hand as you take a little visit to the Golden State from your chair and learn a thing or two about making some tea time foods to accompany your cup. She's a member of Le Dame Escoffier International. I hope I said that right. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Did Great. Chef Karen, it's so good to have you. And I'm excited that we're able to make this connection happen. How are you doing? Thank you, Akira. I really appreciate you inviting me to be on your podcast. And it's a busy time of year, so yeah. I'm taking my deep breaths and um, ready for another <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I like to, you know, open with, uh, you know, what I did last year is we kind of pretended since we weren't able to necessarily, you know, be together in a cafe or in a tea shop, you know, the, the co-host and I talked about our favorite, you know, cups of tea or cafe, you know, collections for this time of year. For the holidays. You know, some are into the pumpkin spice, everything. Some will prefer eggnog. I'm excited to hear what your holiday uh, cup of choice is. So I love apple cider. And uh, if I go, I'm not much of a, well, I don't drink coffee at all. So I'm definitely all tea all the way. But um, (laughs) come the holidays, I enjoy a lovely cup of hot cider and um, got my son hooked on this too. We like to get a caramel apple spice from Starbucks. It may or may not still be on the menu, but typically if we go and ask, most of the employees will know know, what that is. Basically, yes, the cider with cream on top and caramel, Mm. um, cinnamon. So a sweet, creamy drink. (laughs) Wow, sounds so (laughs) decadent. Definitely seasonal. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I do love, you know, putting a pot of, you know, apple cider on the stove and then putting in the cinnamon stick and cloves yeah. and uh, orange peel and just bubbling it right. up. And so then whoever comes can just grab a, a cup of that. And so, oh, I bet that would exactly. be nice with a, a touch of caramel on top. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No. And it's nice having that little bit of sweet cream floating on there, too. Right. Um, just right. makes the Really, really yummy holiday drink. Now I'm ready for one of those. Maybe right. <laughs> yeah, just talking about it. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, mine this right. year. I mean, during the year, I've been really into the kind of green tea, matcha, kind of latte kinds of drinks. But, you know, in the holidays, I love eggnog and how it brings yeah. together some yummy spices and do low dairy. So I've been doing almond milk or oat milk. Mm-hmm. And so that's been my go-to this holiday. Right. And Lovely. Yeah, no, and they definitely remind you of what time of year it is. It's typically not something we have out of season in the spring or in the summer. So it it really fits in with, you know, the season of having Christmas and the holidays around the cool temperatures as well. Right. Something extra special. Good, good. So, yeah. yeah, So given, you know, your background, I wanted to be able to just ask some questions that would help our listeners with really practical tips around getting ready and presenting a special holiday since I think 2021 does mark a, a very special holiday season. So... As far as, you know, decorating and kind of laying things out as we're planning right. and shopping, you know, what, what are some top tips that you have for presenting, you know, a lovely holiday table? 
sure. I love bringing in things from the outdoors. So I love the garland. Mm. My sister's very big on garland and she brought some over a few weeks ago, a couple of days ago it's been, and had fun just sort of dressing the tables with that fresh mm. garland. It brings in the lovely scent from the outdoors. Yeah. And then I really enjoy using votive candles and sitting them amongst the garland. Sometimes they're mm. floating in a little bit of water or they're in a decorative glass where they shine through nicely. And that's sort of fun, too, to have different votive holders that mm. show the lights off in different ways. And I also love using the battery-operated table lights that are so available and abundant nowadays. Yeah. Where you can just buy a little gentle string of lights that have a little battery attached and, you know, intertwine those into the garland as well. So I'm very big on on fresh, what we can get that's fresh and lovely to bring in from the outdoors and on the tables. And there's yeah. always that definite transition from the Thanksgiving time. I usually have, you know, little pumpkins and gourds and things on the table and transition yeah. into the greenery of Christmas time and the holidays. So I, I do enjoy candlelight and light in general mixed in amongst that greenery. And, you know, table setting when you're doing a, a place setting, for an example, with a napkin on top, if you wanted to um, incorporate, again, that greenery. And you could use something like sprigs of rosemary, um, mm. you know, put into the middle of the napkin or even use some of that garland as well and place the napkin on the actual greenery of some of the garland at the place setting makes a very nice look and that sort of foresty feel. Pine cones are another thing that I enjoy yeah. using. And when I'm out on walks, I'll often look for some pine cones that would be good to use at the table setting. Again, they just bring that natural look into the home and very festive for the season. I love that. I love that. There's so much sensory appeal to, you know, what you're sharing and just thinking about all of the different kind of senses, right? The smell comes alive when you can bring that garland or that fresh, you know, you know right. uh, green right. to the table. And then you've got yeah. the, the sparkling of the lights, whether it's candlelight, which can have its own, you know, aroma as well. If you have scented candles right. or you can do the, the sparkling lights of the little string lights, like you said, are, mm-hmm. are pretty mm-hmm. inexpensive, like you, you know, right. some small versions of what you put around the tree so I exactly. love all that yeah yeah and for safety it's nice nowadays that there are so many battery operated lights you know whether they're candles that are battery operated of different sizes yeah. as well as those little string lights because there's also that factor that it can be dangerous to have the lit candles um sure. so you know I tend to do a combination of both and if I know I'm going to be at the table then that's when it's really nice to have the candle light that's real um, yeah. And if it's more of a display that's going to be on throughout the day and Long no one's time. paying close attention, yeah. then that's when I like to use the battery-operated light just for that safety factor. So it, it transitions too, because during the day, you know, that can be kept on throughout the day, especially yeah. if the days are dark because of the time yeah. of year, then it's nice to have the battery light. And then it changes yet again come dinner time or whenever you're sat at the table by adding the real candlelight and the different votives. Yeah. So you can... Mix it around quite a bit throughout the season. I love that. I love that. And it brings some of the outdoors in when you've got the herbs and the, the garland. 
And I, yeah, I think this year I was, you know, playing around with how to bring some of the herbs from my parents' garden to decorate like around Mm -hmm. the turkey or to decorate around some of the garnish, you know, around some of the plates. So I I really like that idea. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you're into using place cards for, say, a Christmas table, there's all kinds of fun things you can do with pine cones again. I like to use little tags and you sort of stick the tag into part of the pine cone so it becomes its own little place set in holder for a place card um and sometimes depending on where you are you know you might find nice little sticks or cut wood lying Mm -hmm. in the forest Mm -hmm. that can Mm -hmm. be handy at tables sometimes Mm -hmm. i use cut round pieces of bark as Mm. um you know bring some height to the table Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. that's always lovely to have as well is, you know, it, you can use it as a riser and put a dish on top or mm-hmm. put the candles on top of there. So, again, mm-hmm. bringing the outdoors in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another level for things, for the visual eye right. as well. I love exactly. that. I love that. And then, yeah, speaking of which, you know, and I, a fun idea for kids to be involved with that place card uh, right. kind of name holders. You can get the kids to write everybody's name or to yeah. know, write like a, a conversation prompt or something that they're right. thankful right. for. And you can include sure. that as part of the, the table setting. So Right. And you can add for the there. kids. It's fun for the kids to add ribbons. You could add yeah. ribbons to the pine cones. You can also have them put a little bit of glue on and dip them in glitter, and that makes them nice and sparkly. Oh, yes. So there's all kinds of fun things to uh, get involved in once you know once you get the basics out. Other things right. that you can add in addition. Yeah, right. give it that special pop. Wonderful, exactly. wonderful. Okay, so now that we've got our our table set, you know, now it's really thinking about the food and the menu. So I'm right. curious, you know, how do you kind of go about planning, you know, your menu and and make sure that you're adding, sure. you know, quality foods and ingredients along with those, right. old, you know, staple comfort foods. Yes, yeah, yeah. I like to, um, I like to balance. I'm all about balance, so I really yeah. enjoy a balanced menu. And in yeah. our household, my husband is a pescatarian, okay. and then the rest of us are meat eaters. So I always want to have something that, you know, seafood vegetarian friendly um as well as some sort of good meat and protein and with it being the holidays it's always nice to have uh favorites so i I tend to plan my menu based on my guests rather than Mm -hmm. what i want to serve i want to know what what the people i love love to eat and what do we all really enjoy and that's my foundation for menu planning is what we all have something we love and so i like to go off the loves of everyone that going to be around the table what do people like and I've got a funny story a few years back we did a Thanksgiving and I I decided I wasn't doing mashed potatoes and oh my word everybody remembers that day (laughs) (laughs) still (laughs) years later no mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving and oh (laughs) oh my goodness Um, so again you know knowing what people love but I do I I do the same with my clients in my business I when they hire me to do a menu I I always want to find out well what do you enjoy you know for a wedding what do you and the groom enjoy and what do you and the bride enjoy and make sure those are incorporated into what I'm making so you know going off that as I said some lovely seafood crab or fish and I try and do something that we don't typically have because it's a special occasion so if we're right. usually having salmon or halibut then you know maybe it's a good time for crab or lobster tail um right. 
typically, you know, will have chicken or roast beef or ground beef or pork or something. Then again, try and do something different. It might be lamb chops or rack of lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, my son really loves ham, so I'll look for a really lovely quality, nice ham that we can mm-hmm. have. Um, and so I go about it in that fashion, just thinking of things that are different as well as bringing in things like the mashed potatoes right. that, you know, <laughs> we have year round, but dare not leave them off the table for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, yes. and, you know, yeah. Yeah, and Pretty as you Oh, go ahead. Yes, seasonal. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I was going to say I'm being seasonal too regarding regarding vegetables. You know, yes, what vegetables yes. are in season and adding colorful vegetables that are available. You know, corn is often around in the summertime, right? But come wintertime, maybe you can still buy it. But then I'd rather use, say, Brussels sprouts or green beans right. or something that's more abundant this time of year. Right, right. That can definitely help with the flavor and the freshness of what you're serving mm-hmm. to pull in the, the seasonal right. yeah, availability. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I, I love that you're asking guests and you're making it about the individuals that you're serving, right? And you're inviting right. them to help with the creation of that menu. And, uh, yeah. and, many, and many times for many kitchens and many families, you know, different people can pitch in different things as well. So I think Correct. as moms, we should be, you know, feel free to, you know, extend that invitation, right? That we can provide maybe right. the, the staples of it, right? The base, the, the special things, the meats, but not be afraid to invite, you know, your guests to bring some of their favorites to add along exactly. as well, right? Especially yeah. things you don't make yourself or your, your family may not eat as often. That way right. you get to share the love and the, and the preparation. Yeah. Yes, and that's all yeah. part of the fun as well. You know, it Thanksgiving, is. we do that too. Um, yeah. One friend will bring her favorite salad and right. um, my son likes to make a pie. And, you know, my husband, as I said, loves to do something different with the seafood. And yeah. other friends like to find fun bread and right. different drinks. Right. And, you know, everybody's sort of chipping in together yeah. and coming. And people bring in something to contribute. Right, right. That makes for an amazing you know, feast, right? That everybody had a part to play in. So Correct, yes. I love that. Good. So then in terms of preparing and preparing ahead, you know, we have to kind of plan our time when we're dealing in the holidays with a variety of, you know, events and schedule changes and, and then leading up to those meals, you know, we have to figure out, okay, what can we do to best use the time? Um, you know, days ahead, the day before, the morning of, you know, what has to be done that day. So any tips on how to kind of plan for and prepare ahead? Sure. Again, going back to that Thanksgiving holiday right before Christmas, what I like to do is make everything the day before, with the exception of, say, something like the turkey or whatever Mm -hmm. fish or whatever that we're having that day. Mm -hmm. And that way, the beauty of it is, is you're not flustered trying to cook everything the same day that your guests are coming over. Um, right. So typically for me, I'll do all that hard work and all that sort of di- dirty, heavy work yeah. the day or the two days before even, mm-hmm. you know, get started something like cranberry sauce or, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of sauce that you're making to serve can often be done in advance. Yeah. Um, potato dishes can be made in advance you know, and things can be reheated or warmed. Um, mm-hmm. If you're doing a stuffing that can be made a few days in advance as well. So figuring mm-hmm. out what items you can do. I love mm-hmm. to make soups. So soups are something I'll make a few days ahead, a day mm-hmm. or two ahead. And then it 
on the day, then I'm just putting the turkey or the meat into the oven and mm -hmm. cooking that. It's already seasoned in advance with all the mm -hmm. herbs and spices on. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that way you get the lovely aroma of the fresh made meal, but you're not yeah. making it all on the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, then on the day, I'm reheating the soup and the potatoes are going into the oven to warm. Mm -hmm. And the vegetables might be pre-cut and then they just get you know, steamed in some fresh water. That mm -hmm. sort of thing can be done in advance. You can, in the chef's board, we call it mise en place, and that's to have things ready to go. And then mm -hmm. on the day, we become en place and we finish mm -hmm. things off so that they're now complete. So all of those items make a huge difference. And you'll find that even having done all of that mise en place, a few mm -hmm. days ahead, come the day, mm -hmm. there's still lots to do, such as getting that table ready. So that's, that's something right. else. You know, if you're not using the table, you can start getting the decorations ready the day mm -hmm. before. You can get your place cards and new things decorated the days the day before. And then, you know, you're just sort of finishing everything off right before everyone gets there. And of course, then you want to be dressed and ready for when your guests arrive as right. well. So there's yes. still plenty to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, you know, some of, like you mentioned, some of the sauces and things get better, you know, with time. Um, exactly. So thinking, yeah, which things, you know, get even more flavorful if they get a day or two to kind of deepen and, and enrich those flavors. So right. that's great. Right. That's yes. great. Yes. Good. Good. So then as we, you know, start to wind down, you know, family friendly holiday ideas, you know, we've already started to talk a little bit about some of the ways to bring in kids uh, mm -hmm. to help with some of the preparation and to get their favorites, you know, on board. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm curious if there's other, you know, family friendly ideas for the menu or for, you know, the preparation that we can include kids and families. Right, in. right. Definitely. And, and that can be part of right from the get go planning the menu together, right. you know, planning the menu together, sitting down together as a family. I had a group of ladies come into my tea shop some years ago and their tradition was they're a big group, maybe 20 plus family and friends that oh. came in and it was their tradition to get together and plan their menu oh, wow. for the holidays. And oh. they made, you know, a tea tradition out of it where they'd meet together for tea and okay. they'd come and have tea and discuss what was going to be on the menu the and menu. who would make that. And, you know, we can do, a, our family does this thing on a smaller basis where, you know, we just sort of think about what we're going to have and yeah. who's going to make what and who's going to do what to be able to contribute. And uh, it could even be that for the kids, the kids could come up with a game that everybody plays or they could figure out oh, games yeah. that people play after dinner. There's always the after dinner time where you know, everyone's getting together, the tummies are full and folks are lounging around and maybe they can come up with, you know, game to play for the family that the kids right. are in charge of. Or the kids mm. can put on a small little performance if they right. like to sing and dance, you know. Mm. Um, right. And then as well, there's, of course, the crafts of decorating the table and getting things ready in terms of, you know, painting or writing and getting the menu you can even have the kids write up the menu and make oh, yeah. lovely take-home menu cards that's always a fun token and keepsake is to it could be something that's designed on the computer and right. then printed multiple nice copies of right <laughs> and uh you know it can be rolled into like a little scroll and tied with a ribbon and could have yeah. a little bit of you know greenery attached to it and that could be a little keepsake menu for folks to take home and you know remember the moment from in addition to photos so lots of fun 
fun things that can be done as well. Kids have fun with things like photo booths where they can be the ones to make a backdrop where one of them could be a photographer and then you can have a little family photo booth area somewhere where pictures get taken with a little bit of dress up. That's always fun. So definitely, you know, going beyond just your typical dinner at the table ideas, but bringing in something else that's fun to do. Oh, that does sound so much fun. I can picture the kids, you know, one year they wanted to do a presentation, I think uh, one of the Bible stories. And so they all, the cousins, right, got together. They went to the back and it was all them. They came up with the words they would say. They came up with the songs they would sing. And they loved, you know, being in charge of that and making it their own. So, yes, yeah. yeah. Or you could suddenly have three wise men standing in your front room, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Re- reenact it all. That's yes. right. Yes. Yes. And we, yeah. we're a musical family. So, yes, we love, you know, somebody sits down at the piano and then we right. maybe have the kids pick out all the hymns or the songs that they, carols that they want to sing. Um, exactly. As a family. Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, the, the ideas start flowing. See, once you start thinking of different things to do, you get, you know, lots of ideas there to think of and bring yeah. into the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fabulous. That's great. Good. And I think, you know, the, throughout the episodes, I love talking about self-care and how we can take care of ourselves and make sure that we're refilling our cup, right? Our cup of tea yeah. or whatever we're drinking so that right. we have something to share and to give. And so I think to close, it'd be great for you to share a little bit about your book and how you, you know, how you encourage people to, to really take some time to enjoy that, sure. that, that break. Right. Yeah. My, my go-to thing is to keep it very simple. Um, you know, whatever you do, make it simple. So yes, I realized getting one's nails done and getting a massage and going to the spa for a facial are lovely, but we need more breaks than that in our day-to-day life with all the different things that we all juggle. We need those little timeouts and those short moments make a huge difference to a busy day. Me taking this time to speak to you now, bring some calm, balance, centers my day, shifts it from rushing around, going here, going there, to just having a few minutes to speak with you and think about what we're talking about right now. It's comforting to think about the holidays on this level in the day that I'm having at the moment. Um, And just realizing that it doesn't have to be a big thing that the little things make the difference and that's why I love the ritual of tea time it's yeah. a process of you know simply filling the kettle boiling the water pouring it onto the tea letting the tea steep and then the fact that you know we're, for a moment we have that hot cup whether it's yeah. the coffee or tea that you're savoring mm-hmm. and eventually it cools down and it's gone but it's having the time to go through the process of the water boiling having that drink be so hot you need to cool it down and sip on it mm-hmm. and then have it become a cooler drink to the point where eventually it's gone well that takes you know a certain amount of time and that time is a quiet time to just sort of try and not think about anything else and focusing mm-hmm. on that tea and that process of what's going on and that's why I like to call it comfort in a cup. Uh, So that definitely is part of my self-care, but another big part of my self-care is to be outdoors. 
And I've lived in different places, born and raised in England. So being outdoors there, it's cold in the wintertime. I know some people are in areas where it's very snowy and chilly and icy. But even if you are somewhere where there's a lot of snow, I still recommend bundling up and stepping outside in the snow and being in the fresh air. I can't speak high enough about you know, just being outdoors makes such a difference to one, you're getting exercise, two, you're getting sunshine or cold air, whatever it is, moisture on your face, walking in the rain. It's just a great thing to be able to be in the outdoors and be in the elements. So I spend quite a bit of time outside. I always try and make time to be outside and, you know, have days as well when it's cold and dreary and it's a nice day to be home and not go anywhere but on average the outdoors for me are my go-to and again they're easy I don't have to pack a bag and go to the gym it's right there I just need to step outdoors and be there and so that's a huge part of my self-care along with you know being being with loved ones being with my family and having time to just catch up and talk and laugh and tell jokes and reminisce I love photographs and you know, going through old photo albums or looking at old pictures and remembering certain days. So, you know, family and friend time, catching up with friends on the phone, all part of self-care, just sort of nourishing the different parts of life, movement, outdoors, you know, and those spending time with those we love, whether it be in person or on the phone and, and having a cup of tea in hand. I love it. I love it. I, you know, just picturing myself with that hot cup in my hands right now, just enjoying <laughs> it as it, you know, goes down. And, you know, for me, like, you know, sometimes drinking like, you know, plain water or cold water, you know, is, is more of a chore. But if I can just right. heat the water up a little bit, you know, yes. add some flavor with a herbal, you know, tea bag or right. even just slices of lemon or lime, sure. it suddenly turns it into something I just can't wait and I can't get enough of it. You know, right, and so I right. think there is something to that, you know, again, the sensory experience, right, of just kind of yes. warming ourselves from the outside in with a, you know, a warm drink or even just, you know, a, a tea or a coffee. And, and like you said, it can be a simple break in the midst of a, a you know, busy and hectic day. Um, yes. It doesn't, doesn't have to take a, long, a lot of time, preparation or money, right? Anybody right. can do it anytime. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And that way it's easy to reach, you know, Yes, attainable for everyone. Yes, it is. It is. That's beautiful. And then is there a, a quick recipe or a quick something to go along with the tea from your book that, you know, maybe tea lovers out there should pick up the book and try? Oh, for sure. The, all of the recipes, they are all wonderful recipes to enjoy and they are very easy. So there are recipes that I've put in the book are all based on things that I serve at my business, but I recreated them to make them easier for the home chef. Nice. And so many of them are very easy to put together. The scones are easy. I've got very simple and easy lemon curd recipe, as well as I've tried to make them a little healthy, not all of them, but some of them have a healthy element to them. So such as the lemon curd, it's a lemon curd that is so healthy, you could pretty much eat it every day. It's good for you, filled with good for you things and easy to make. And and so the basis of the book is to realize that you can have a tea time and treat yourself and friends, but you're not, again, having to go the whole hog with all the effort and work. So you're still putting in effort, you're still doing some work, but I've tried to make it 
as simplistic as possible. Life's busy. And so the less complicated we can be with things at times, it just really helps us with, again, bringing that balance to our existence. So when you are busy rushing around doing this and that, you know that you can still manage to put together a scone and a cup of tea and it it didn't take all day. Right, right. You can enjoy it on your own or you can share it with your friends or family exactly. as well. So right. I love it. I love it. Great. Why yeah. don't you tell us then as we're winding down how people can get a hold of your book and how they can get a hold of you or uh, find out more right. about you. Yes. Yeah. So our website is edisonandmelrose.com and that's Edison spelt like it was for my dad's middle name, which is with two Ds. So mm-hmm. edisonandmelrose.com. And the book is available online via Amazon. It's online at many places, Target, Walmart. Just Google the book's name, which is Chef Karen Ann Murray's Tea Table, and it will pop up and you'll be able to see. And we have a direct link to purchasing the book on Amazon from our website. So you can see the link there. And then local booksellers, if you live locally and have a local bookshop, they should be able to order it for you as well if they don't carry it. And the book is a really wonderful gift idea on Amazon. It is available in a hardcover, softcover, as well as Kindle. And I'm letting folks know that if there's someone that you've forgotten to buy a gift for and they love tea and they live just about anywhere in the world, you can buy them a copy of the book as a Kindle read and they'll have that gift instantly. So it's a wonderful gift idea. And even if it's for someone who doesn't necessarily cook, I designed the book that it's a somewhat of a picture book, as you mentioned earlier. My niece, Sophia, and I, we took the photographs in glamorous spots around the central coast where we live here in California. And awesome. so the idea being you can sort of be transported to this coastal residence via your armchair. And it's, right. a, it's a pick-me-up book. So it's got a little bit of a mental health thing going for it too. If someone's feeling down and you feel mm-hmm. that they could use a little boost and a little cheeriness, uh, definitely the book is designed to bring some cheer to someone and make them feel a little better and perkier, just seeing the colors and the photographs that are in there without them even feeling compelled to have to be in the kitchen for that matter. So right. just reading reading through it and enjoying the book for what it is, it makes a lovely gift. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wonderful. It's definitely on my list to give to specific people in my my life as well, um, just to you know, be able to, to share that, that comfort and share those easy ideas to, to encourage people. And even if they're not into tea, I think the idea of just encouraging that self-care, right? That mental health. Exactly. Exactly. That you said, just take a little break and enjoy, you know, enjoy the view in the books and just, just take some time for yourself. Right. Yes. 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 Awesome. What do you enjoy doing for self-care? Yes. You know, lately, uh, just taking a pause, I've been just trying to sit and focus in, and I think it connects well with the food piece too. Just I, over the year, just realized how much of my eating is on the go, 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 um, grab this, grab that, right? And, and in front of the computer and all of those things. And so I've been mindfully making a, an effort to really try to step away from the work, make eating a time that I'm actually focused on the food, put the phone away, right? And, yes. and on my own, you know, it's easier when I'm with other people. I, I, I'm, you know, more used to sitting at a table with, you know, the family and eating and sharing it that way. But even when I'm on my own, right, or I'm at work, I'm, you know, making that intentional effort 
to right. take that pause, give myself that break, really focus on enjoying the food, sit down, get that cup of, you know, of tea, you know, right. going and really make the most of that moment. Sure. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for asking. Great. Any last things before we go? I think we covered some great ground, gave people practical tips for the holidays and yeah, any last words? No, I wish everyone, you know, wish everyone a lovely holiday season. I hope everyone gets some rest and relaxation. And uh, for all those people that are working hard out there that can't take a day off, there are many places, hospitals and elsewhere that have to remain open. uh, Thanks for being there for everybody, for those Mm -hmm. of us that do get the chance to stay home and uh, Mm -hmm. for keeping those entities going at a time when we would all like to take a pause but right. not everybody is able to. Able so to. Um, yeah. happy holidays to everyone. Yes. And that's a yeah, lovely reminder that gratitude is, is a huge piece of this time of year. And it's easy to get distracted by the shopping and the, the busyness of it all. But I think one thing I'm also trying to bring with me from the pause of the pandemic is, you know, we have so much to be thankful for. So much gratitude can can well up and just thinking, like you said, of those who are working so hard to keep things open and keep us healthy and safe. And so even just, yeah, taking some extra time to really be thankful and, and focus on the gratitude of the season, I think yes. is a blessing. It is. Yes. Yes. Good. And thank you again for inviting me to your podcast. Absolutely. It's been a, been a joy. Absolutely. I hope we'll be able to do a, another full episode to hear more about your incredible you know, mom journey as well. And, and to you, have a lovely, lovely holiday. Thanks so much. Be well. You're welcome. And that was the final interview of season three for Moms Changing the World. So thankful to have had this chance to wrap up the season with the, those practical tips. And I just love you know, getting a chance to conclude the year by just saying thank you to each and every listener who's taken uh, time to, to listen in and be a part of this community. I just send you know, such love and gratitude to each of you as you're listening. And I'm really excited for what season four holds, thinking and planning ahead for what our theme of the year will be as we you know, kind of wrapped up this year on renewal. And I am excited to share what the, you know, the new kind of theme will be as we start off the year in 2022. It's going to take me a little bit of time to get used to saying that, but we are here. We have come such a long way, so much that we've endured. Not everything has been easy or pleasant. But in it all, there's so much to learn. There's so much growth that we can have. And as parents, we're not only going through these processes for ourselves, but we're also doing what we can and need to do for our children to help them navigate and process all that's been going on. So I see you in the the journey, you know, that you're on and I'm here for you uh, and uh, my parent coaching role. I'm so excited to be able to talk and connect with you more. You can find out more at becalmparenting.com as well as join uh, our Facebook group where you can hear what's going on at Moms Changing the World podcast on Facebook. And yeah, always a special thanks to my protection partner, Kobe Blankson. Special shout out and thanks to him 
as these episodes are able to come to you well, with uh, with his tireless work to make the, the experience a, a pleasant one for all. So I will wrap this up and by saying thank you, by encouraging you to take just a couple of minutes of, of mindful calm to do a year-end gratitude writing where you might, you know, write a letter to yourself, just reflecting on the year that you've had to take that moment or take some moments to really lay out the highlights so that you can kind of keep it in one place as a treasure and as a a celebration for the year. And then it's something that you can pull out, you know, maybe even a year from now and see where you ended, you know, 2021. So again, thank you so much and uh, have a thankful and abundant holiday season. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview and find out how to work with Akua as a parenting coach. Join us next time for more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.